Hi, everybody. Jimmy DeYoung. I'm here in Jerusalem right now, and I'm so excited that you decided to join us as we take a look at the book. From the hotel room where I am staying during my trip to Israel, I have been able to look out and see the Temple Mount, the location where Jesus Christ will build his temple for the kingdom that is yet to come. By the way, that kingdom is not now in operation. It will be a physical kingdom that will be established by Jesus Christ when he comes back to the location where I am right now, here on the Mount of Olives in the city of Jerusalem. And there he will land on this earth with the purpose of building his temple on the Temple Mount and establishing the thousand-year millennial kingdom. You know, there is much confusion about the kingdom, and so I'm so very pleased that you decided to join us as we take a look at the book. I have a brand new series. It's a five-hour audio series entitled, Thy Kingdom Come. And we talk about all the issues dealing with the coming kingdom. We're not in the kingdom right now. Jesus is not on his throne. He is seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenlies. And that's what the book of Hebrews in three different locations tells us. We need to study about the proclamation of the kingdom. It is a study that gives us the information of how... God himself proclaimed there will indeed be a kingdom and Jesus Christ the King. Let's take a listen to this study, and when it's over, I'll tell you how you can get your own copy of this five-hour audio series on CD entitled, Thy Kingdom Come. It is a must-study for you in the day in which we're living. Right now, though, let's listen to the study entitled, Proclamation of the Kingdom. Take your Bibles and go to the book of Genesis with me. The book of beginnings is the book that is the foundation for all of Bible prophecy. And thus, if the kingdom is a period of time prophesied in the word of God, then it must be explained in the book of Genesis. And in particular, the first 12 chapters of the book of Genesis are key to understanding any Bible prophecy. I want to speak this morning and think with you from the Word of God about the proclamation of the kingdom of God, the pattern for the kingdom of God, or the kingdom on this earth, and the perversion that has been put in place to keep that from happening. In the book of Genesis, we see in the first chapter the six days of creation. Those six days are very important. They were six 24-hour days. Uh, This happened approximately 6,000 years ago. And uh, thus, we need to understand how these days unfolded. Uh, The first and second day, I'm going to slip over, but go to the third day in verse 9. And we see in the book of Genesis, the record uh, by Uh, One who was there, Jesus Christ himself, who then gave the Holy Spirit authority to breathe into Moses to record exactly what happened. And on this third day of creation, the Garden of Eden was established. And it's unique. And you'll see in the order of these days unfolding how God did things his way, not the way scientists would tell us it had to come about. Verse 9, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass 
the herb yielding seed and the fruit trees yielding fruit. By the way, that's an interesting thought. He didn't put a seed in the ground and let it grow up into a tree, which would then bear fruit. He put a tree in the ground yielding fruit. It was bearing fruit when God placed it in the Garden of Eden. That means that creation took place. And when God created something, or actually Jesus Christ, Colossians 1.16, by him were all things created. When Jesus Christ created the Garden of Eden, created trees, he gave them age automatically. Now that's how we can understand why some can say, well, how could earth only be 6,000 years old when those trees probably, well, because God created everything, the stars, the sun, the moon, everything with age. He didn't create a little baby when he brought Adam into existence. He created a grown man. So he created with age. Now, going ahead, verse 11, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth the grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good and the evening and the morning were the third day. By the way, those are the Jewish days. You notice how the Jewish day that today starts with the evening at sundown on one day and then goes through the daytime of the next day. That's a Jewish day and it comes from right here. And the evening and the day were the third day. Now notice what happened on the fourth day. Verse 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs for the seasons and for the days and for the years and let them be for lights in the firmament and in the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so, and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And I love this next phrase about five words and the stars also. It was like he almost forgot. And the the stars also. Have you ever been to a place where you could see the Milky Way? I stood on the ledge there at the Grand Canyon uh, for a visit that Judy and I made. And we looked up in the Milky Way. It looked like I could reach up and pull the stars down into my hand. But it was almost a solid mass of light from the stars shining. And he said, and let there be stars also. Now, that's our galaxy. That's our Milky Way. There are one billion of those. Just recently, I was over at the Creation Museum outside of Cincinnati of Ken Ham and Answers in Genesis. You go in and and they, they take you back to the extent of what they understand through uh, computer, uh, animation to the edge of what they say is the third heaven. And you've traveled all of this distance and all the galaxies. It's unbelievable. And all he said, and the stars also, (laughs) almost off the cuff. And this then was the fourth day. By the way, that's in the face of modern day science. Photosynthesis is necessary for plant life. And you get that from the sun and the moon. But God did it. He said, I'll show you. I'll create trees and grass and herbs. And then I'll give the light that's needed for the existence of those items. 
Look at the fifth day. In the fifth day, verse 20, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly upon the earth in, in the open firmament of heaven. So he creates the fish and the fowl of the earth at this point in time. And then we come to the sixth day, verse 24, and God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind, cattle and creeping things. By the way, that's where dinosaurs were created, creeping things. Somebody said the other day, dinosaurs are prehistoric animals. No, in fact, that's a false statement. Prehistoric is an oxymoron, which means nothing. There's nothing prehistoric. In the beginning, chapter 1, verse 1 of the book of Genesis, God brought everything into existence. Here on the sixth day, he's going to bring cattle, everything creeping upon the earth, all of living beings on the earth. And later in the afternoon, he thinks he must continue on. So in verse 26, notice what he says. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Now notice what he says. Because here, after these six days of creation, on the evening of the sixth day, he brings man into existence and he proclaims, I am establishing my kingdom. Notice what he says. Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all of the earth, and over the creeping things that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he man. Male and female created he them. He announces, I'm establishing a kingdom, and I'm going to make Adam the ruler. That's what dominion means. It means to rule, to reign. To subjugate. So every bit of my creation, I now place under Adam and Eve. I'll dig into that in just a moment. But the pronouncement, the proclamation of a kingdom is in place. Who is the source? God the Father. Jesus the Son. The Holy Spirit. Let us, that's what the text says. I'm not making it up. Look at verse 26. And God said, let us, the Trinity, brought into existence man and woman and established a kingdom. Sovereignty is in God's hand as this kingdom is established. Look at verse 28. And God blessed them and he said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Oh, by the way, that's helping us to understand who he's going to rule over. He's going to rule over the earth. He said, fill the earth with people. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth with people. So you have a kingdom. If you're a king, you have to have a kingdom that you can rule over. Subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over everything that moveth upon the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you 
I have given you everything upon which he is going to have rule over the kingdom. And by the way, as God looked at it, he said, I'm satisfied. He was the source. He is the sovereign. And he was satisfied. Look at verse 31. And God said, everything that he hath made, he saw it, and behold, it was very good. I like the flavor of the Hebrew in there, where it says very good in my King James text. In the Hebrew, it says abundantly excellent. Everything God brought into existence was abundantly excellent. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Oh, by the way, that should help us understand that this is a six 24-hour day week. Because in six days, everything was created. And there's no gap over there between chapter 1, verse 1, and chapter 1, verse 2. Because everything he saw was abundantly excellent. There had to be no recreation. There's a Christian so-called scientist whose initials are Hugh Ross, going around the world said, evolution can be considered as you think about creation. And it's a long period of time. No, it was a six-day period of time. And everything that he created was abundantly excellent. He was satisfied with the creation through the first six days of creation. Thank you so very much for taking a moment to take a look at the book with me. Proclamation of the Kingdom is the announcement of a kingdom that will be established on this earth. I can see the Temple Mount from where I'm seated recording this intro and close to a listen to a podcast of a look at the book. The Word of God gives us the information that we need to have about every aspect of Bible prophecy. And, of course, that is speaking about the kingdom to come as well. There's much confusion out there. You need to have your copy of this five-hour audio series entitled, Thy Kingdom Come. It's brand new. It's available for you. You can go to our website, prophecytoday.com, go to the shopping mall and make your purchase that way, or you can call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. That's 877-674-3298. It's toll-free from across America. And tell them you want to purchase your copy of Thy Kingdom Come a five-hour audio series on CD about the coming kingdom that Jesus Christ will establish in the city of Jerusalem. Well, thank you so very much for joining us as we've taken a look at the book about thy kingdom to come. I've been giving this information to you from my spot where I'm perched here on the Mount of Olives overlooking the spot where the kingdom will be established. That's exciting. I'm excited about what's going to happen in the near future. And of course, you are too as we've studied together about the proclamation of the kingdom. You know, before the kingdom is ever set up, in fact, seven years before, Jesus shouts, the archangel shouts, trumpet God sounds, and we're caught up to be with him in the air. That's the rapture of the church, and that could happen at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...